Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Nabil Alazam. Nabil, you are the CEO and founder at Forma.ai. That's F-O-R-M-A dot A-I. Nabil, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me on, Josh. That's an absolute pleasure. And tell me, uh, what does Forma.ai do? So we're changing the way that large organizations manage how they pay and motivate their sales team. So there's about 15 million sales reps across North America that are paid on a variable compensation structure. So how they're paid is based on the performance they do, whether it's the number of transactions, the dollars sold. And to set up these structures, these incentive structures that to drive the right behaviors, it's a difficult problem. And then on the tail end, to actually pay out accurately and pay out correctly on a monthly basis, these, you know, this is the livelihood of these individuals is also a, a you know, a, ma- a massive challenge for most organizations. And so, um, you know, companies spend millions and millions of dollars to make sure that this is done properly. It's done accurately. And most organizations um, up until recently have been leaving tons of room on the table because of poorly designed and poor and, and poorly managed incentive compensation. So at Forma, we're not only automating the process of how to pay out these incentives, but we're actually leveraging AI to curate the best incentive structures to drive the right behaviors within sales teams and ultimately increase the top line revenue for, for our customers. Yeah. Why is this an issue? It doesn't. So for someone who isn't involved in, um, you know, in, in this world or they don't know about commission disputes, um, how does this happen? So if you think about what, you know, we all go to work, we get our paychecks and for the most part, we don't have to check our paychecks and validate that it's right every time. I mean, it's the same number, right? If you think about your salary gets paid out, you know, whether it's bi-weekly or semi-monthly, you know, monthly, whatever that cadence is, the amount that you get paid is a static amount until you get a raise or a promotion, et cetera. Whereas with sales, because it's dynamic, it's calculated using these business rules. And furthermore, if you think about the, the flux of an organization, sales compensation is not static. So, what ends up happening is there's you know certain exceptions. Maybe there's an order where multiple people are working on it at the same time. Um, we have to do you know commission split across, so we're splitting the commissions across multiple people. And so these business rules stack up over time. For enterprises with a thousand reps, you know they're typically managing maybe over ten thousand unique business rules in these systems, and these business rules all have to calculate with the data to produce the number that we pay our reps. And then of course. It's not just good enough to calculate it accurately and give that payout to the rep. You need to also explain to them how they're getting paid. They need to have the visibility and transparency into that. Um, and again, so so the way when you look at this, it, it is a difficult challenge. It's not as simple as a payroll software where you just set up the salary and press go. You have to, you know, you have to set up the business rules. You have to set up the infrastructure to validate the data and ensure that that it's accurate. And you know, to be clear, for the last thirty years, 
software vendors have tackled that problem. How do we better best automate sales compensation processing? And we've left this massive problem untackled, which is, first of all, we're spending on average, most of our enterprises spend 10% of their top line revenue on sales compensation. And yet, if you ask a CFO, what's the ROI of that latest incentive that we rolled out? What's, you know, do we drive the right behavior? Do we actually get to the outcome that we projected? That data doesn't exist today. And that's what we're tackling in format. We're saying to pay out reps, of course, you have to do that. That's table stakes. To make sure they have transparency and trust, that's table stakes. You have to do that. But it's not enough to just do that and call it, call it quits. You have to focus on where are we doing with this 10%, 10% of our revenue? What, how are we investing it and, and paying on it to drive the right behaviors? And, and that's ultimately, you know, it's just not been, that first problem hasn't been solved to date. So of course, you're not going to jump onto the more strategic problem. And that's why it's been an untapped issue. But it, it is, it's massive in magnitude, just to kind of, you know, the final statement I'll, I'll share is there's almost a you know, trillion dollars spent on sales compensation every year in the U.S. alone. So it's a, it's a, it's a massive expense. It's a niche biz, It's a niche focus area, but it affects 15 million people that get paid this way. Yeah. Do you think that um, more than often there um, that, that companies are, uh, you know, with, with they're not using this solution, are, are they just simply overspending in ways that probably aren't necessarily improving everyone's overall success? So there's, Overspending uh, in certain cases, yes, but I would say what what it is is that you, they're probably they're not properly paying for performance. So if you think about the premise of sales compensation or a variable compensation plan, I want to pay those that perform. I don't want to pay them very well. So in an ideal comp structure, I'm paying my top performers, my top ten to fifteen percent of my sales force, two three times the average. And in some organizations, in, in certain years, the top reps will make as much as the executive team or more. And that's fine, right? Because your top reps, they're bringing this, they're, they're, they're the driver, the, the, the revenue engine of this organization. I don't want them going to my competition. I want to pay for performance. And if you actually perform, I'm willing to pay you. On the converse, on the other end, if you aren't performing, if you're the bottom 10, 15%, I want to pay you as little as possible because you do not belong in the organization. You do not belong in this revenue engine of this of the company. And, and when you don't do it properly, what, what happens is you overpay the underperformers and you underpay the top performers. And so mm-hmm. your top performers lead to the competition, your underperformers stick around far too long. And that's what the problem is. It's not necessarily that we're overspending in aggregate. We may actually still hit our spend target, but we've just spent it poorly. And that's the premise is just like any, you know, just like how you manage your, your investment for portfolio, you know, this is 10% of a company's top line revenue. Imagine a business that's billions of dollars of revenue. I mean, you know, some of our customers are spending billions on, in sales compensation through our platform every year. And yeah. the ROI in that spend is what we're trying to push everyone to think about. Interesting. Um, and, and how about uh, overall trends that you would see uh, or that, that you've observed uh, in the sales compensation world? Um, have we... Uh, over, I mean, if we think about, you know, the past three to five years, have we increased base rate and decreased commissions? Have we, you know, have we, I don't know, what, what, what trends have you been noticing in terms of, and again, I'm just thinking of the overall, like, what is the market demanding, um, you know, from the sales professional world? Yeah. So 
I mean, I would say that the the trends in the types of incentives that we roll out follow and, and correlate along with the types of changes that we've seen in businesses. So some of the newer incentive structures that you're seeing are you know, following consumption-based businesses. So as you see more um, consumption-based models where, or usage-based models, you, you do naturally have to pay out differently on that. And, um, and that's a whole topic we can cover. I mean, if you think about kind of the, the problem there is with a consumption-based business, I can bring a customer on and the whole premise is that through consumption, through the usage of our, of our, of our services, that's going to translate to revenue. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the full revenue amount from day one. It actually is meant naturally that that business model is meant to grow a customer over time. And so how do I compensate a rep that's just responsible for the closing of that deal, of that customer? How do I compensate them fairly based off the value of this opportunity that I don't truly have a way to understand until maybe a year or two later? And so that presents a whole all kinds of challenges. Um, and so again, as, as business models change, incentive structures change. But I think one of the, the one of the trends that you know we've seen, and I think this is predominantly this like wake up call, is look the mar- the, the world has been in. Think about all the things that have happened in the last two years. I mean, the world has been in yeah. flux. And if you think about the agility that businesses require to stay ahead of these changes, sales compensation is one of those areas in a business that's very static. Most organizations don't change their comp plans for years. It's either something has to go severely wrong yeah. or new leadership comes in place and says, wait a sec, this isn't, this isn't a plan that, that works. I, you know, this is what I've used in the past. And that's a problem because if you think about it, in the rest of the organization, we leverage data to drive our decisions. Now, I'm not advocating to say you want to change someone's compensation on a day-to-day basis. That's exactly, it's almost the opposite. It's, you need to change it when it's the right time to change it. And it's just as bad to keep a comp plan static for five years as it is to change a comp plan on a rep every, every month. Because again, if you're not paying for performance, if you're biasing to underperformers, it, it's just as unfair and unequitable mm-hmm. as the plan that changes every month. And so leverage data uh, to be more agile. And I think what we saw in the past couple of years is organizations were, were stuck behind these rigid tools and these rigid processes where you know, the, pan, like the lockdown happened and they couldn't change their comp plans and readjust for months because that's mm-hmm. how long it takes to change these archaic systems and update their, the plans and, and do the modeling. Versus some of our customers were able to roll out new plans within a week to their entire sales force. And so you think about a lockdown happens, the, the sales force is under stress. You know, what's going to happen with my business? What's going to happen with my comp that is tied now to a revenue target that I can no longer hit given the current market dynamics? And of course, that stress, this is the livelihood of these people, creates you know, a, a lack of focus on sales, a lack of focus on what, you know, what they're goals and what their you know their performance should look like and the faster you can react the faster you can put something in front of them that enables them to focus on their core job the better it is and and i think that's uh you know probably one of the biggest trends is that the need for agility is starting to become very very uh you know, very apparent yeah uh, if if a if i am a high performing sales professional and i see that my company is bringing in forma I, I should probably be pretty happy about that, I would think. And so I'm wondering if the converse is also true. If I'm an underperforming salesperson, I see Forma coming in. Should I get nervous? <laughs> I mean, well, this is the interesting part, right? If 
And because we see it with the data, right? Like if you're an underperforming sales rep, there's an element there of you're not making your true on target earnings. And so you're actually just, you know, it might not be the, pro the proper sales for you. And then I'll give you an example. You, know, you, you sometimes you see profiles and rep profiles that are aiming to go to that enterprise. They want to do the enterprise sale, but they're much better at a SMB or smaller ACV deals like sales cycle, a faster sales cycle running through a process and, and owning a, a close relationship. So it's more, um, you know, it's more that these individuals are, again, like the, the, the best way, the best way to put it is um, if you're not making your own target earnings and you're significantly far away from it, I mean, is that the right place for you? Right. And I think that's the, uh, it's the MS. but I, I would, I would say um, this is just the direction naturally that sales sales has gone and, and, and good sales leaders do, right. They need to performance manage their, their bottom performers out. Otherwise uh, it, it creates a, it creates a, a very difficult challenge to overcome in terms of hitting your overall number. Yeah. Um, and, and so is there, um, I, I, I'm wondering too, it, it, you know, I think a lot of times, correct me if I'm wrong here, I, this isn't really my world, um, but do sales professionals generally, my, my impression is that, you know, they want maybe a little bit that's less performance-based and then the company would say, no, I want to pay you exclusively performance-based, right? I, I don't, do, do, is that a dynamic or is it just my no, misperception? I think, I think, I think the best sales reps want as much of a, um, as much of their comp leveraged on, mm. on variable performance. And, and, and you actually see this, right? In industries where your connections and your territory and, and your territory and your uh, Rolodex, let's just say, is paramount, you tend mm. to see a much higher portion of the, of the comp be variable, almost up to 100%, where it's like a pure commission rep. Mm. And um, I think if, if you think about it, there, the whole premise with sales is you are the maker of your destiny, right? You can, by working harder, out significantly outperform your on-target earnings, right? You're, the, the, these top performing reps are making two to three X what their salary and their variable commission target puts them at. And to have the power to do that in your hands, that's a very, you know, that's a very, um, of course it takes a lot of risk because you have to, you have to also recognize if I don't perform, I'm going to make significantly less than my own target, but there's an element of, if you, if you look at the best reps, they want that opportunity. And I think that's, that's the, the one of the other things that you, that you see is, is when plans aren't designed in a way that truly reward for overperformance, then you don't, you're not really giving that rep the, the motivation to, to, to do that. Yeah. All right. So, um, how do uh, how, let's say um, someone's looking at uh, you know they're they're taking a serious look at Forma.ai? How difficult is integration? It's not. I mean, again, for a typical enterprise organization, um, there's a variety of data sources that you need to ingest to do sales compensation correctly, right? So you need to you need to ingest HR data, performance data, um, and this is typically a one to two month process to set, set up the infrastructure, set up the platform. And then of course, and this is the one push that, I, that I'd say is everyone in these types of projects pushes for, uh, oh, we want to onboard as fast as possible. And the metric that they're going for is we want to, we want to implement this, this software as fast as possible and remove the manual work. 
But the plan, the, the implementation of a software like this is to maximize the outcome of the variable comp spend. And so I think the focus has to be in these types of projects and implementations is how well can we create that transition? How well can we manage the change management? And again, this is people's comp. This is the, you know, the effectiveness of, of getting that adoption from the sales team from that first moment you roll out is critical to the success, not only of the project, but the success of future sales compensation strategies that you roll out through Formline. I think um, you know, for us, we stress a, a lot of effort, both from the customer and, and, and the sales leaders within the organization to ensure that that rollout of a project like this is done well. And so it's, it's about standing up the system as fast as possible and then focusing on the change management, so which can take one to two months. Excellent. Um, all right. So someone goes to forma.ai and where did they kind of continue in the, the, the right now they're just become aware and, and now they're ready for kind of the next step in learning a little bit more about the platform. When they go to the website, what do they do? What do they click on? Who do they reach out to? What happens next? Yeah. So they can book, uh, they can book time with our, you know, with our, with our sales team uh, to book, to see a demo of the product and actually dive in and, and, and really discover how they're doing sales compensation today versus how we think about sales compensation. Um, but uh, again, there's a lot to there's a lot to to uncover, and, and these processes you got to make sure you spend the right time uh, to do that. But uh, that's the easiest way is to go on our website and just schedule uh, schedule a demo. It, it's got to be the, the those the sales professionals you have working with Forma. It's got to be. <laughs> A little bit meta, right? When they're chatting with people, it's it's like, well, uh, yeah, let me tell you about how we structure our compensation here and how it works. Uh, it's got to be interesting. You've you've worked um, just just to point out, uh, Forma, you guys are working with some big companies, Stryker, Autodesk, KCI Wireless. There's some um, some big brands. Yeah, absolutely. It's been. Uh, uh, you know, just to be clear, we've been we were very much in stealth mode for the first three, three, four years of this business. Oh, yeah. And um we have started to come out of the woodworks because for us it was about building the right product from day one. And then once we had that established, once we had the proof points with our existing customer base, to then say, let's go let the world know what we're doing. And so it's only been this last year. Um, you know, our, our first uh, you know, our first uh opening up to the world and sharing about what we were doing was in early 2021. So it's a, uh, we've taken a very, you know, a very different approach. And, um, you know, this really comes firsthand from the fact that I worked as a management consultant in, in this space, not only designing comp plans, but implementing some of the legacy platforms. And I saw firsthand the pains that these organizations felt. And, uh, you know, Stryker was, was, one, was one of those customers I'd worked with prior in my past life as a consultant at ZS Associates. And, you know, the, the pains that they felt with these platforms, the rigidity, the, the issues that were felt by the finance teams, like, you know, again, it's just this payroll treadmill where you're just constantly grinding every month to get to that next month and addressing all the issues that come up with it. And um, I knew that I had to solve it. And it was, it was a, we had to take a radically different approach to fixing this problem once and for all. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Website forma.ai. And again, thank you so much, Nabil Alazam. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say that correctly? Alazam. Uh, Alazam. Alazam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're the founder and CEO. Thank you so much, Nabil, for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Josh. Great to, great, great to chat.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.